Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's Vacation Station travel show with Nancy and Lisa. Every fourth Tuesday, you know, it's Travel Tuesday, we catch up with travel writer Debbie Stone. We call her the fire monkey, but uh, she is joining us today. We always, you know, even her articles, I look for our articles and files, and they are filed under FM for fire monkey. And so, like, I always have a problem because we know her as fire monkey, but it is Debbie Stone. She's traveled the world and across the country. And uh, every fourth Tuesday, we get to catch up with her latest destinations. And today she's talking about Wenatchee, Washington State, and apparently she had quite a few uh, amazing adventures, hiking, sipping cider, wine, Mm. staying in a beautiful, uh, very luxurious bed and breakfast, going to gardens, playing with uh, a fish place (laughs) with fish. There's like, she'll tell you about that. Um, But she really had an amazing time. Her article is up on blendradioandtv.com. You can read that. It'll be in the upcoming issue of Vacation Station Travel. But uh, welcome back, Fire Monkey. How are you? I'm doing fine. Hey, I did not know that you had my uh, things filed under FM. <laughs> I know, because sometimes it's true, because there's times I'm like, where did this go? And then it's like, FM. And I'm like, really? That's hysterical. You know, it is, like all your radio show dates and everything. And then sometimes it'll be Debbie. And I'm like, oh, I must have had wine at that time. You know, <laughs> so that's what happened. But yes, Fire oh, Monkey has stuck with you since Bhutan. Um, I know. You know, it's, it's, it's hysterical. But listen, it sounds like, it almost sounds like when you're in Wenatchee, just even the names of places, like it, it definitely Native American, right? But yes. it seems yes. like you had kind of a European experience, which is cool since you're on your way to yeah. Europe next, you know, so. Yes. I think, you know, I find it interesting because, I mean, places that you would just not even expect, you know, have definite influences because based on the people who have chosen to move there and live there and they bring those influences with them, which is really cool. But when actually uh, a lot of people don't know uh, like maybe where it is location wise, but it's kind of like in the center of Washington mm-hmm. state. And mm-hmm. unless you're really familiar with Washington state as it is, and even some residents in Washington say I have like really are kind of vague about where Wenatchee is, but if you do know it, you, you know it, because it is a an incredible outdoor playground, um, and not only that, it's just this bounty of food, of fruit and wine and cider, and you know all this good stuff and markets and and his history, the historic downtown. So it's really it's really one of these very 
uh, all-around destinations that once again flies under the radar, I think. Mm. And uh, I really, I, I think people, a lot of people would really love to hear more about it just because it is one of those places that if you do, if you're in Washington state, if you're in Seattle, if you're traveling around and, and you know, it's only a couple hours from mm-hmm. the Seattle area. So it makes for a great, you know, uh, getaway or just a, a weekend trip or two nights or whatever you would like to spend there. But I found plenty to do there. You know, we, we drove right by um, the signs as we were driving from Linwood, right North of Seattle, and um, near your Woodenville destination, everybody right. Woodenville is featured in the latest issue of Eat, Drink, Be Merry magazine, and that's a wine destination. Um, so we were right there, and so we were thinking of you everywhere we're driving. We're like, hello, hello, <laughs> you know, Pike Market. Um, it's funny, actually, even where we are right now in Lubbock, Texas, recording this, the lady, uh, we, you know, we pet sit as we travel too. Uh, we're sitting for a read your article, and she booked to she she's gone to Pike Market and already taken the tour on her way to oh. Alaska. Yeah, That's show awesome. me Seattle. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool. And she's like, she's going, who's the guide's name? She's texting me as we're driving here. Who's the guide's <laughs> name? I'm like, it's not us. It was Debbie. She goes, oh, I read this now. It's Debbie. You know, I didn't put FM in the in the byline. But, but anyway, no, it's, it's, I know it was a fire monkey. Um, yeah. Anyway, so she she went and she had an amazing time. But um, we were driving here. We could see the signs for Wenatchee and it was really close and I'm going to tell you that drive to Wenatchee from Seattle is drop dead gorgeous. Yes. You're going by Lake Cachis and uh, yep. Snoqualmie, right? Is that, am I saying that yes. right? Yeah. Snoqualmie. Yep. And yep. Uh, Snoqualmie, right. Yeah. And Roslyn, where Northern Exposure yep. was filmed. So that Absolutely. whole area is amazing. But we went past it and ended up um, doing Dead Man's Curve at night. That was a whole other thing. Oh, that's a that's a that's a challenge. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fun. Um, but it's beautiful because all the mountains and it, it just yeah. was. I know we've been there years and years and years ago, but driving there just a few days ago, I mean, it's so lush and green, and there's still snow on the mountaintops, and it's just. It blew my mind because aren't you, you're able to see the Cascade Mountains. Is that what we were looking at when we were driving there? The Cascade um, Mountains? I, I don't you, know. Like, Yeah. You know, we went, you can go that way, which you took probably I-90 and went over. But um, I took um, Highway 2, which actually goes over Stevens Pass, uh, and, which is oh. into the North Cascades there. And you go uh, past a town called Leavenworth, which is like a little oh, Bavarian yeah. uh, community. And then you get to Wenatchee um, after Leavenworth. But uh, I-, I went that way, and it's equally as beautiful because you're going over the mountain pass. And-, and when we went over there, there was actually, we could see snow, and there was a little sleeting coming. And then as soon as we got to the other side, it was like, oh, sun comes out because you're on the other side of the pass. And Wenatchee is known for its 300 days of sunshine a year, which, you know, for people who are living, are living in Seattle, uh, you know, in the rain belt situation, they are like, hey, you know, we can just go, mm. you know, two hours and we'll be right there in this nice, sunny uh, area. And it will be like mm. a totally different weather situation. That's cool. Wow. It is amazing. I mean, and, and you just... I never thought of Washington like having a, a central like region. I always thought it was east and west. And then we were driving through and knowing, you know, what you your story of Wenatchee and I'm like, oh, I get it now. And there's wineries, but this is the Apple place, right? This is Oh, this is the Apple land. capital of the world, actually. It is, you know, and it's been 
you know, the Apple capital for years. I mean, just apples everywhere and every kind of type of apple is grown there. So if you went into a market or a store or a grocery store, whatever, or a farmer's market, you would see apples with names that you've never, ever heard of because they don't, mm. it, maybe don't, they don't make it to your, your grocery store or your food outlet or whatever. But there are just so many different kinds of apples. And then, of course, I learned all about apples just because I went and visited a, a cidery and, you know, heard about the different types of apples that are grown specifically for cider. Mm. And that was Union Hill Cider, because that's a cool story, too. I mean, that's like a story yes. of entrepreneurship, you know, orcharding. Can you, yep. is there such a thing as orcharding? I don't know if that's a word or not. <laughs> it is today. It's so. there, one was orcharding and one Maintaining was cidering. Orchard. Orcharding and cidering. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. But you can't cider, cider, there's a cidery. <laughs> I mean, a cidery yes. is like the place of business that, you know, makes mm-hmm. the cider like a winery kind of thing. But um, yes. Union Union Hill is very cool. And like you said, it really is a, a grassroots family and friends type of, of uh, you know, uh, establishment. And they took all their love of, uh, you know, of cider, of apple, their knowledge about orchards. And, and you know, they, they just kind of put it all together. And it was cool. just... You know, they learned also by, by doing and then by talking to other people doing, uh, you know, making cider. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like it's grown and now it's, it's very well established. And they have this beautiful tasting room with lovely views of the valley. And, uh, you know, so mm-hmm. and they're getting their cider out in all these different places. So it, it's a, it was exciting to visit them and to, to learn about them and, and to see how enthusiastic they are about their product. Mm, that's cool. And yeah. you can see the Columbia River from there, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Ooh. You know, you can see the Columbia from a lot of different places. And the Wenatchee River is there. I mean, there's the confluence, which is the confluence between both, you know, the two rivers meeting. And, you know, there's mountains. And it really has everything you would want in kind of a, a wonderful vacation destination if you like the mountains if you like the rivers you know if you like wine and you like cider and beer and you like fresh food i mean it you know it's it's it hits all the notes there Mm, i want to talk about the fish place that i mentioned so the fish place no no because they've got they've got fish everywhere on the on the displays and and you know it's they're everywhere so this was rocky reach dam and rocky reach discovery center i bring this up because when we were in seattle every time we went we i think we went to seattle two or three times i kept people kept saying you need to go to this one place and see the salmon but you're you're you need to go there but you're there at the wrong time i'm like well thanks but yeah. <laughs> we didn't get to see salmon apparently being able to see salmon is a really cool thing to see mm-hmm. them go upstream or i don't know what's is, going actually. on but apparently oh, this is a, another upstream. yeah yes. and, and so this is a sam I, I don't know if you were there at the right time either but this is another salmon watching place. Right. They have a, the, you know, these a couple of, you know, places and definitely, uh, definitely in uh, Seattle, it's, it's the locks, the Ballard locks area, which is. In oh Seattle, yeah. Yeah. That's you right. See, you can see the fish, you know, because they, they've got these, um, you know, these, these like uh, salmon ladders, the fish ladders is what I'm trying to say. But Rocky Reach Dam is this, you know, very sizable dam on the Columbia River, huge hydropower source. And what is really nice about it is they created this wonderful discovery center so that 
you know, if you if you want to go and see the dam, which is interesting itself, you can get a view of the dam. But you can also learn about you know the whole hydro the whole hydropower scene. It's a great place for kids all ages, but they do a really good job of explaining it and having a lot of interactive displays and exhibits and and you know different things that kids can do and and grownups can do. And it was just it it was. I was really impressed with it. I didn't. I thought it was just going to be this really, you know, kind of tiny little place, and it turned out to be, you know, several levels and a lot of very, uh, very good and and well done exhibits. Mm. It seems like you know, you, it, it's like quality of life, and I think that Washington State and Oregon. We know you love Oregon. We do too. <laughs> um, you know, but there's this. Um, quality of life about being outdoors no matter what is happening weather wise I'm just saying that you know residents will get out in the rain and and I'm looking at them going how are you doing that but (laughs) (laughs) give me my coffee but um (laughs) seriously I drank more coffee than I've ever had um in the Pacific Northwest but there's a reason but it when when you think about these areas I mean that area is just so beautiful with like you're saying there's a valley there's rivers there's trees there's forests so getting out and hiking and you also talking about you can get out in the water too so you can go to the dam but then you can also hit the water like in summertime you be you know i you want to get in the water because it does warm up in washington oh it gets it gets pretty hot over in the in that area and uh you know dry too and so you know the rivers are great people get in their boats they fish they you know do a lot of water sports and whatever so that's you know definitely you can you can head for the rivers or lake wenatchee and then in and then it equally as much in the winter it does snow and mission ridge is their ski resort there and it's got great powder and uh a couple thousand acres and beautiful vistas and people love going skiing over there as well. Um, Mm. But the hiking is great. There's tons of different hikes. There's lots of different trails. You can do an urban paved trail. That's a bicycle and pedestrian trail, which is the Apple capital loop, which is, you know, following the shores of the river and, you know, it's got sculptures along outdoor sculptures along the way. You can go to horse Lake reserve, which was one of my favorites. You take this winding road up to the top of this mountain and there are miles of trails up there, and there's the, the panoramas are just amazing of the rivers, you know, of the home old homesteads. We we saw wildflowers there. It was it was wonderful. So there's a lot of places where you can get viewpoints if you are willing to do just a little bit of you know up uphill kind of hiking. But it you know the rewards I think are are, are, are wonderful and and uh, definitely worth the the little bit of exertion there. But you can do as much as or as little as you want. And what's nice mm-hmm. is you know people who just want to do a pedestrian trail or get on a bike they've they've got this you know wonderful trail that they they have set up in in town along the river so yeah the, you know there's something for everyone membership fees apply after free trial cancel anytime can i be real for a second that goal you have to exercise and eat better you really can do it but nobody is going to do it for you and nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results and that's us beach body it's as convenient as your tv or laptop but you need to decide that you're worth it let us help you succeed here's how go to beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great mm, that is cool i love those kind of trails and when they combine them with art it's you yes. know, public art i think that is this extra thing to get out there and do something and especially with the weather, right? 
That's what I've noticed yeah. about the Pacific Northwest. People get into painting things and making them vibrant, growing gardens that are just yeah. full of color because you need it because there's gloomy days. But then when the gloomy days move away and give all the plants all their nutrients, then all of a sudden it is just like amazing. I mean, that the yeah. Pacific Northwest is insanely beautiful. It is, I mean, incredible. It is just so beautiful. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and I like the center area is cool because it does, like you say, it dries up a little bit. It's, it's on the sunny side of Washington state. Right. Right. And yeah. that's why people, you know, living in the Seattle Puget Sound area, you know, it's like, okay, let's let's go over to an area where we know there's probably going to be sunshine because, you know, it's it's definitely known for that and it's drier. So, but speaking mm. of those gardens that the one yeah. that is there, Omi Gardens it's called, and it it really reminded me of this beautiful little secret garden. It's so stunning. And, you know, I, I, I said that it reminded me so much of when I was reading, you know, that book, The Secret Garden, when I was a little girl. And, and it's just one of those places that's like a little treasure and a little bit of a hidden treasure. And yet it's this wooded wonderland, and it's just north of the city and, uh, you know, on this hillside. And there's all this beautiful verdant foliage, and then there are these incredible little uh, pools and waterfalls. And there's even these ama- there are 53 stone benches that they created, and there's even a little hobbit bench for people, oh, tiny cool. people, and a wishing well as well. So it's like one of these magical nice. places that I mm. just, you know, you could get lost in and just sit and just look at look at everything and just have a wonderful, serene uh, moment or two. Did it remind you of New Zealand when you went to those little hobbit houses, that <laughs> one place? Well, you know, that, that, I mean, with the little hobbit Thing. Yes, in in some ways it did because you know little wee ones would enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's yeah the, that is so cute though. I mean charm and you know whimsy goes a long way, you know. Right, and right. and that that is I love the gardens and also so you've got and this this was started like by a couple that just it kind of grew and grew and yeah. grew. Yeah, and they wanted their own private oasis, and they just did it all by hand and hauled the stone and you know, transplanted the evergreens and they used uh, milk cans to water the plants and, and, you know, but, but as a family retreat, eventually friends, you know, kind of came and then, you know, the people proposed that they, you know, open it to the public because it was so special. And so they eventually uh, sold the gardens to Washington State Parks to preserve them, which is wonderful. So the public can go and, you know, see this, this splendid uh, oasis. Well, so that's interesting when you think about that, you know, how it ends up being in a park, state parks and yeah. and Washington yeah. state parks are, you get a discovery pass yeah. and it's, you could go to one. And I mean, there's a lot, I don't know how many they have in the park system, but when we did Whidbey Island and stuff, you could use that same pass, the discovery pass and just go from one park to the next park in a day. And right. you, if I think it's like 30 bucks for a year or something and you can get it. I'm even not when sure, you, but it's reasonable yeah. if especially for somebody who really likes and, and appreciates the park system oh i know if you can and i think i think it's oh i i hope i'm right about the state but i think if you live there you can get the park pass the annual park pass when you mm-hmm. renew your tags your car tags which i think is oh. cool you yeah. know so it's, great, it's great um, idea 
I know. So you just, you know, for families, it's one of the best, most cost-effective things to do. But I do want to know about the downtown, because when you think about a place with orchards and apples and ciders and, you know, the downtown (laughs) to me and nature, it seems like the downtown to me should be one of those historic downtowns. What is it like that? And it is. It is totally like that. It is one of those, you know, very charming, quaint uh, places where you can stroll around and see, you know, a bunch of very eclectic stores, you know, some art galleries. There's a there's this antique mall that's insane with like multiple floors of of collectibles and vintage. And then, you know, it's it's also fun because, um, and also by the way, it's on the the National Register of Historic Places, so it, they really are doing a good job of trying to preserve it. But they've brought in, you know, really interesting. Um, options for people who are interested in dining uh, downtown. And there's a lot of great, uh, great places, you know, everything from, you know, pubs to, you know, uh, more top of the line uh, food and more farm to table type of food. And then they also have the Pibus Market, which I found to be really cool. It's, it's this indoor marketplace that is really showcasing the bounty of the region and as well as the crafts and uh, not only the food, but the crafts and the art. And, you know, you can dine on all sorts of different things. And uh, when I was there, I did. I, I went to a couple different places. I was like, I want to sample this stuff. <laughs> mm. I love that. But it's I good. love that. Good food. Good food, that- you know, and you know it's it's farm fresh and, you know, a lot of organic. And it just, I don't know, it's just, I love that because, I mean, Mm-hmm. It's fun to eat eat in good places and eat fresh stuff and eat stuff that's indicative of the area that you're visiting, you know. Mm. I agree, I agree. And so you've got all kinds, you went from wood-fired pizza to, you know, you, you found fish, apparently. You always find yes. fish, Debbie. Oh, I love Fire monkey. I just called you Debbie. Oh, my God, everybody, I just called Uh-oh. her Debbie. Uh-oh. Oh, my gosh. Uh-oh. No, wait, the fish-eating fire monkey. There it is. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so you you found your fishies. So what what kind of was it seafood more? Or did they do more like salmon and fresh fish? Like a lot uh, of different fresh things. water the, fish, the, I should say. One of the places that I loved was Atlas Fair. It's this very cool restaurant, but they had like you know shrimp ceviche. They had it was a little bit of Thai in there because the the chef is 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 Thai. There was you know coconut fried rice. There was this incredible crab chowder and there is clay pot prawns and shrimp and grits and you know but you could get i mean other places pizza brats you could get incredible you know avocado toast which is you know is another one of my like favorite Mm -hmm. things and you know they had even this italian style gelato at this place called ice which was in the market and so you know anything like what i said it's it's really a place where you know you can find pretty much Mm -hmm. everything and you know you're not going to find like tons of of restaurants serving other you know the same things but you'll find these little restaurants that i like because they they aren't chain restaurants you know they are people that chose to either their their natives that, that are living there that residents full time people that chose to move there and open a restaurant so you get a really interesting group of people mm-hmm. that have that have opened businesses there i love it i love it now let's talk about the lodging because you know we love bed and breakfasts and historic inns because they oh, yes. tell the history of who was there. And I think bed and breakfasts do such a good job of keeping the story of whoever built the house, and then yes. who and part of the, and the community story from back then. You know what I mean? So it looks like Warm Springs Inn 
not only is this an inn, this is my dream. There's a winery at <laughs> the inn. Nancy. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's our and, style. And and the owner, it's owned by a couple, but the uh, the um, man owner uh, is a you know, a professional chef who had restaurants in Seattle. And it's like, that. his name is Ludger. Oh. And it's Ludger Smania and his wife, Julie Smania. And they are such welcoming and hospitable hosts, but they're so interesting and great stories. And they bought this inn. This inn dates back to 1917. And they have, you know, they updated it a little bit and but kept, you know, kept the historical integrity to it. And it's drop dead beautiful on this, right on the river, um, next to these cherry orchards, has its own resident peacock, which is fascinating. I was going to ask where the peacock was. Yeah, and Prince, Princess's name, and he just showed up one day, basically, according to Julie, he just showed up, and and has stayed there, and they feed him, and he stays outside, he peers into the windows, he uh, walks around, he'll spread his uh, bloom of uh, of feathers, and uh, he gets along with the chickens, and it's 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 wonderful. So if you're sitting out on the deck, you can observe this whole you know menagerie of creatures. There's a dog and you know cats and you know all sorts of. Oh, things. this is our style. But like we, this is it, it, we totally move, yes. When yes. can we move be, in? Yeah, you can create it like if if they need a, a, a like the uh, pet sitting thing. You this is yes. perfect for you. This is yes. I you know, but I mean, I would like the food. I would like the oh. restaurant mm-hmm. side of it. I would because if you had eggs Benedict, you know how you oh. know when you get a Benedict and a B and B, it's like a special. Oh. That's the special. It, it but, he was amazing. Oh. I mean, the breakfasts were like these multi course you know, uh, meals that, I mean, you know, you start with the crepe with the ap- fresh apples and cherries from the orchard, and then you get this slushy, the strawberry and passion fruit slushy, and then he, he made a slice of, he made apple strudel for us, and then, the, you know, then it was like, you know, eggs and, and you know, sweet potato hash, and I mean, it was like, it was, it was amazing, and then he's also, you know, it's wonderful because it's, it's a winery, and they, they started the winery, and so he will do wine tasting there, not only for the people who are staying there, but, you know, the public can come and you can do a tasting there. And so it's, it's, it's a wonderful place. I mean, you really almost don't even have to leave this place to be able to really enjoy yourself. And, in fact, they get a lot of repeat guests that come and just oh, sure. hang. You know? Yeah, you know, I was going to say, you know, Seattle being so close. And even yeah. Portland, in a way, is not a, a bad drive, you know, that, oh, you know, absolutely. just – you you know the executives and and the burnout of the city just you just want to sometimes get to a place have peace and quiet be in nature mm-hmm. and, and play with peacocks and wine and yeah. you know because the views uh, from there it, they're insane yeah. i mean it's gorgeous and the, it the is rooms are re- lovely just oh. beautiful yeah, and they do done, weddings. They, they do a wonderful job, and they do weddings there. And it's just they've set up. They have a lovely gazebo area. I mean, it's just one of those per- picture perfect places, you know. I, I know your gazebo to... photo has to go to our friend Jim for his gazebo blog. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that gazebo, and I'm like, if I don't share this with Jim, he's going to yell. You know, oh, God. you know how many times I've emailed you, like Jim wants the gazebo, yeah. and you're like, okay, yeah. give me the gazebo. <laughs> Just link it back to the article. <laughs> gazebo blog. I know, but, I know. But I know. that's the view. It's like, that's a real yeah. gazebo, not a fake gazebo. No, that's a real no. gazebo with a real view. No. So, like, yeah. that's a it, special it, thing. 
That's it that is. is cool. And so That's everyone terrific. at the inn, go to warmspringsin.com and also for Wenachi, go to visit wenachi.org. And that's W-E-N-A-T-C-H-E-E, Wenachi. Uh, and also again, the story is up on blend radio and tv.com. You'll see in the upcoming issue of Vacation Station Travel Magazine, because like who doesn't <laughs> want to travel there? And of course, keep up with <laughs> Debbie. The fire, the, the, the fish eating <laughs> fire, fire monkey. monkey. Dude, this is who sometimes goes on a boat. <laughs> to sing. He's, you know, this, this, this is going to get, I mean, your byline is getting bigger and bigger and bigger um, and longer. And if you ever do a champagne Sunday show or a happy hour show, there's no way I'm going to be able to say any of this, you know, with a glass of wine or champagne. It's just going to be all, you know, go read, go read everyone. But uh, Debbie's on the show. It's it's easy. It's Debbie Stone, the fish eating fire monkey that once went on a boat. Yes. (laughs) Or more. Yeah. Uh, So every fourth Tuesday, Debbie is here on Travel Tuesday to give us an update on her adventures. Her next adventure she'll be talking about is Hot Springs, Arkansas, one of our favorite places. And then after that, the monkey is swinging off to Europe. (laughs) And she'll be finding more fresh fish in Europe. So, you know, we'll we'll be catching up with you then. So looking forward to our next conversation and have fun, Fire Monkey. (laughs) So much. Will do. Thank you lots, lady. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Just because, deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. You don't need a reason when the one and only hot and melty sausage McMuffin with egg is just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. 